0: Hello, Monis, and uh, thank you for joining uh, Core Spirit uh, today uh, to talk about Avicenna's Medicine and, uh, your, uh, and your book. Um, so, um, you and two of your colleagues are the authors of the first contemporary translation of the 1,000-year-old uh, text, uh, the Avicenna's Canon of Medicine. Uh, why did you decide to choose uh, this text for translation and
1: commenting? Encounter with Avicenna came uh, when I was writing a chapter for Dr. Mark Micose's, uh Fundamentals of Complementary and Alternative Medicine, which is the the best known uh, book in the in the field, you know. And uh, I realized that Avicenna has a very very good uh concepts time i I call them timeless concepts uh of biology and medicine and these concepts you don't realize them unless you are actually a scientist so so for me it was like i could not believe that somebody a thousand years ago could uh reach the same conclusions that we are reaching them now in the 21st century so that was that was for me like a a light bulb that this is really a book worth exploring to see what what else is there that is uh good for us in the twenty first century oh. and and so and so th- th- this started the whole process writing you know the book i mean translating the book and then writing the comments on the book uh to 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 explain it because uh some of the concepts are really complex concepts and they need an explanation. This is why the book is peppered with comments and explanations so that the the lay person can uh, understand the the significance uh, of of these concepts.
0: Uh, Okay, great, and what are these uh, concepts uh, which you think should be uh, explained to the modern society? and which you think are uh, most important
1: yeah uh for example the uh the con the disease concept mm-hmm. the disease concept is energy-centric concept and that's what makes it uh very powerful in a way uh the the the, the avicenna is attributing the disease to uh a dysfunction in the energy system of the cell, and thus the tissue. So the disease in in the in the traditional medical systems, not just the Unani, but also the Ayurvedic and the Chinese, it's energy uh, based, and that is when the production of energy is malfunctioning in the cell. Then what you get is a diseased cell, and thus a diseased tissue and and this is this is the powerful aspect of uh, uh of the of of the system that it gives you a, a concept of disease that is lacking in the uh western medical system in the western medical system this disease concept is is does not exist so so this is why uh there's always the uh the treatment of the symptoms while in the traditional systems you have the treatment of the cause. Which is the energy issue
0: uh, okay understood. Nope. Uh, understood yes
1: yeah, so this is like this is the the bedrock of the system this is where where uh the physician starts to see if the uh energy uh is malfunctioning within the body or the organ you know uh, or the tissue. Uh, so so this is this is a very significant thing and And the other thing in in traditional medicine concepts is the concept of prevention. You know, it's ba- it's a preventive system. It's based on preventing the disease before it starts. so you have you have you have all the the, the, the treatment is gearing toward preventing the disease and and thus, you know, uh, you you deal with the issue before it becomes irreversible because some diseases become irreversible. If you have a chronic, you know, condition, it's going to get to a point where you cannot do anything. To it. And and this is what is what is you know good about the system. It is preventive. The other thing, it's integrative. It it treats it treats a disease without harming the rest of the body. So if I give you. If I give you a medication in uh, from the from Avicenna's book, okay, the the medication is not gonna harm your liver, okay. And in some cases where there are side effects, you find that that the side effects are treated with something right away. So before before uh, any 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 more complications happen. So it's not like in Western medicine where here's the drug and then the drug has complications and then we don't know what to do about it. You know, here is here is a drug in Unani medicine that will treat something and then if side effects. So in, in the same, you know, description of the drug, you find the side effects and what to do about it. So that's, all of these things make make the, uh, the Unani system more uh more precise It it goes to the root of the of the problem and as i said uh and i'll explain it some more later but the the root of the the root of the pathology is the energy of the cell and that is by itself is is significant in the unani medicine if we take home from from all that we read in the book, just that concept, that by itself, is sufficient.
0: Uh, It's a very powerful uh, statement. I mean that the course is uh, the energy. Uh, So you're a senior scientist at the National Institute of the National Institutes of Health in Maryland. Uh, You spend a lot of uh, uh, time for uh, scientific research. And Mm -hmm. what is... What is energy in cell, and what causes um, problems in uh, in energy in some organ, and
1: what? Yeah, that yeah. Avicenna uh, says that actually, that when a problem arises in an organ, there is then there is a problem with its energy, and the problem with energy makes the organ diseased. Uh, Our cells are called eukaryotic cells. So our bodies are made of a type of cell called eukaryotic cells. There are two types of cells uh, in the biological system. There is the prokaryotic cells, which the bacteria, for example, is made of, and that's a unicellular uh, organism. And then you have the eukaryotic cells, which all the multicellular organisms are made of. This eukaryotic cell is a system that evolved many, many, many years ago. We're talking about two billion years ago, okay? And it evolved from two bacteria. One, which is now we call it the mitochondrion, which is the energy system within the cell. And the other bacteria is the rest of the cell. So you have those two cells, okay, two prokaryotic cells making the new eukaryotic cell two billion years ago, okay? So that system has its vulnerabilities. It's not a perfect system. The mitochondrion, and in the cell you have hundreds of them, they are the ones that produce the energy. Uh, They are sensitive. They are sensitive to drugs. They are sensitive to smokes. They are sensitive to any pollutants that may enter the cell, and therefore uh, they become diseased. Okay, so when 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 the the bulk of the mitochondria in the cell are having problem producing energy, then the cell cannot uh, cannot pre- cannot uh, function, do its basic functions. So 50 percent of the cell energy goes into the the maintaining itself. Then the the functions that it has to do to maintain itself, maintaining the membranes, maintaining the DNA, uh, copying the DNA, making RNA, these are the basic functions. 50% of the energy of the cell goes toward that. The other 50% goes toward the process of functions, the differentiation like in a, in a kidney cell or a liver cell it has to do detoxification these are the differentiation processes that are used by the 50 percent that the second 50 percent or half of the cell energy so now when the mitochondria are dysfunctional you don't have the 50 percent for the function that is needed like in the liver okay and then if it dips below 50 percent the cell cannot even maintain itself. So it dies. So this is what we mean by it's the energy of the cell. It's the energy that is produced by the cell powerhouse, which is the mitochondria. The mitochondria is a population, you know, of hundreds of mitochondria. All right, and and that what made the, the the presence of people like us, the multicellular organisms, possible, that we have cell that produces it's energy uh, in, a, in, a, in a good amount that is enough to do other functions, not just surviving. The bacteria just survives, but our, our our cells, they survive and do something, something more, and that is the differentiation that the cells have. So that's what we mean by the energy-centric uh, concept of disease, that this dip in energy, that is supposed to uh, give the cell the, the 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 energy to function, it vanishes, and this is the basis of pathology. So pathology basically is at the cellular level is when the cells cannot do their function. So that's that's the the, the energy uh, centric concept in a in a in a nutshell, in a simplest way that I can explain it.
0: Uh, okay, great. Uh, I I got that. Uh, I've got several things. That first uh-huh. of all, uh, we are bacteria.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we. That's true. That's true. We evolved. Our cells evolved from primitive bacteria, and now our cells are a system, and this system has its problems. It's not perfect, and this is why there is a pathology. That what this is why the system gets sick because of that that's why we get cancer bacteria does not get cancer we do get cancer and that's because our mitochondria and our DNA will accumulate uh, mistakes will accumulate errors and these errors eventually destroy the system
0: and uh, you you said that uh, uh, our uh, body uh, uh, our system is not perfect and if we take alcohol or drugs or uh, yes. cigarettes so uh, our system can make a mistake a cell can make a mistake uh, but still uh, there are people who uh, do not smoke and they have uh, lung cancer how can you
1: explain yeah. this uh, in, 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 in our modern life Mm-hmm. there are many pollutants and many of those pollutants cause uh, uh, errors in our dna for example the the the, the pollutants from a car the, the hydrocarbons that the car produces those hydrocarbons they they have the ability to penetrate our tissue and go into the nucleus where the dna our our genetic material is which has the blueprint for every function in of the cell and the tissue, and when it when those hydrocarbons from the car exhaust get into your cells to the nucleus, they will oxidize the DNA and make breaks in it and make it you know abnormal and this is what a mutagen does so so does the alcohol uh, and uh, some medications and uh, uh, some preservatives. Uh, some fertilizers some herbicides some insecticides these are powerful organic organic in the sense of organic chemistry okay Uh, these are chemicals that have the capability of oxidizing and making damage to our genetic material and this is why we get cancer some sometimes you don't feel like you are in a polluted environment like if you live in a city for sure you are you are breathing more of the hydrocarbons, if somebody is smoking next to you, uh, you are you are breathing those hydrocarbons. If you if you eat uh, food that is contaminated with some insecticide uh, or herbicide, all of these things are are in small amounts, but the long-term assault on the body, the accumulation of damage, that's what causes cancer. So. You know, so you, you have they have this physical you have this physical uh, chemicals that enter the body in addition to stress. People when they are stressed, they have also their system is, is vulnerable. Uh, when people don't breathe uh, well, like breathing is important for for us. And when people are stressed, they stop taking deep breaths. And so all of these factors. I mean, I mean, cancer does not arise out of nothing you know there's something you are doing wrong or something that you are getting into your system that is causing all these changes because cancer is is a genetic defect is uh, arising because there is a mutation or mutations actually it's not just one mutation cancer is caused by many mutations in the genetic material of the organ where it arises so we cannot blame just one event that causes cancer it's usually Hundreds of mutations that cause the cell to become cancerous cell. Uh,
0: okay, you say uh, that uh, pollution and stress cause cancer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, pollution and stress cause this uh, energy imbalance, uh, which causes uh,
1: uh,
0: mutation, and uh, yes. mutation causes cancer.
1: Cancer and- absolutely.
0: And do you think 1,000 year, um, years ago, uh, people have no stress?
1: Uh, no, I- no, yeah. no, people, people uh, throughout history, they had stress. Probably humans and our ancestors even uh, had stress. They, they, they had to worry about large animals, you know, devouring them. They had to worry about the weather, lack of food, etc. Cancer has been there. It's not like cancer is something novel. Cancer, we have reports of cancers from ancient Egypt, uh, 3,000 year old reports, uh, case reports. And so we know that cancer has been there because as I said, our, our eukaryotic cell is imperfect. So the vulnerability for cancer has, has been there from the beginning of evolution, of the eukaryotic cell so cancer is there but having more pollutants uh, having more stress having chronic stress uh, that by itself will you know uh, make the probability of developing cancer more
0: uh, okay And uh, going going back to uh, mitochondria and uh, this energy imbalance, uh, what do you think? Um, How can we uh, restore uh, this uh, balance in mitochondria, or how can we um, uh, provide a better environment for uh, making this mitochondria uh, uh, live? Perhaps eternally,
1: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually, uh, unfortunately, the system cannot persist eternally. That's that's uh, that's uh, because because of of uh, of the errors it accumulates. Okay. But it, yeah, I mean, mitochondria can um,
0: uh, can have a baby mitochondria and then
1: baby yes. mitochondria. Yes, mitochondria, mitochondria. If if the insult to the mitochondria is not persistent is not chronic that that you give the mitochondria time to uh, regenerate and fix the errors okay then uh it it will it will regenerate and it's healthy but remember the system has two genetic materials has two components you have the nucleus and you have the mitochondria and they of course you know, interact and communicate, and this is the way the cell uh, functions. Uh, However, there are certain genes that if they are uh, damaged, then it's hard to recover. It's hard for the cell to recover, okay? So through, through evolution, what happened, for efficiency, the mitochondria sent some of its genes to be stored in the nucleus. Okay, and when those genes in the nucleus, which there are only two copies of them, when they get damaged and the damage is persistent, then the mitochondria would suffer. The whole population of the mitochondria in the cell will suffer. And this is where cancer becomes a possibility. So you see how the system created its own vulnerability to becoming cancerous or so so basically cancer is when the eukaryotic cell reverts goes back to its bacterial nature and starts just dividing without doing any function so it it, it goes back to a primitive situation so instead of having orderly function that the eukaryotic cell is doing it reverts back to a bacterial uh phenotype and that phenotype is becoming cancerous so that's that's what happens in this kind of an environment
0: but still w- what what to do to uh, restore yeah. the energy
1: of course there are there are things that we can do okay number one is to uh to have healthful food so that you you eat clean food that is that is uh, does not have any pollutants in it no herbicides no preservatives you eat fresh food you eat food that has in it some of the uh flavonoids like green leaves uh anthocyanins like in the red uh, fruits etc so all these are antioxidants. These are like the the vacuum cleaners of the cells. They take all these radical electrons, hydrocarbons that are coming from the outside. So we need like good, healthful food that is that is balanced balanced in the sense that it has the things that will help us uh, prevent the damage, okay, or fix the damage, or reduce the amount of pollutants. That's important. Fresh, clean air. We need to breathe. Breathing is number one in in Avicenna's book. He emphasizes breathing fresh, clean air. So we always have to, to, to live in a place where it has fresh, clean air. Sit in a place where there is fresh, clean air. And consciously breathe. Take always a deep breath. You know, oxygen is our friend, so we need to take more of it. Uh, resting, reducing stress, uh, you know, maintaining, maintaining, you know, a healthy digestive system. Like you eat the fruits that has on it the uh, microflora, you know, like like here in the U.S., all the fruits in the supermarket has been dipped in a detergent and washed, so all the beneficial microflora that exists on the surface of the fruit is gone. So we have to take small pills that has microflora to make our our digestive system healthy so healthy digestive system is the other thing so we have to take roots and veggies that still have on the surface uh, of their skin the natural microflora uh, do you understand what i'm saying about microflora it's now what they call it in the in the scientific circles the biome so everybody now is talking about a healthy biome a healthy biome it's very simply taking taking a taking a cucumber that has a, that that dusty film on it, and that dusty film, you know, you don't have to rub it off. All you have to do is just you know, rub it slightly and just eat it without having to worry about what is on the surface. What's on the surface, if it's organic, of course, uh, that has not been sprayed with herbicides or or uh, insecticides. That dust is the microflora, and that's what we need. Uh, Yogurt, for example, has very beneficial bacteria. Eating yogurt regularly uh, that has active culture, it has to be active culture, is a very, very good practice to do. So there are many things you can do to stay healthy. It's, It's not impossible to stay healthy, but it's challenging because you always have to look for the things I mentioned but if you get used to doing that, it will be less challenging.
0: Uh, yes, uh, for sure, uh, these uh, these can help uh, people uh-huh. stay healthy. Uh, and uh, and still, if there is uh, a problem uh, with energy in one's organ, how uh-huh. how one can uh, uh, restore uh, this? Path? I see. Or to put it to a normal
1: uh, state. I see. So that's 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 a treatment. Okay. Let's say, uh, what what would Evicina do for something like that? There are there are medications. Okay. So so uh, there are two things that happen in in uh, in a disease state. One there is the distemperment and the other thing is the humoral imbalance. Okay. Distemperment or what is temperament? Let's let's first discuss what is temperament because then you'll understand what I mean by this temperament. Temperament is a two-factor uh, uh, measure. Okay, it measures the the energy of the organ by the heat it puts out. So, for example, uh, the, the the liver it has a higher temperature than the kidney. So the, the, so then we can say that the liver has a higher temperament than the kidney. Okay, so, when, okay, so the other thing that the temperament measures is the uh, humidity. So one is the heat, the other is the humidity. That's what temperament is. When it is in the normal range, we call it homeostasis. So have you heard of this term, homeostasis, which is the normal range of your temperature, you know, and other metabolites. And, and so the temperament, the heat, and the moisture, if it goes into imbalance, then we call that distemperment. And this temperament can lead to humoral imbalance. So the humors, that's another term that, that you find a lot in Avicenna's book the humors are basically the metabolites of the cell in our modern you know terminology and so so in in traditional systems they recognize four classes of humors they recognize the the proteins as uh, the the sanguine humor uh, or the blood humor we call it so basically these are the available proteins for the cell then you have the condensed and unavailable proteins which is the phlegm humor then you have the fats which is the yellow bile humor and then the black humor which is the organic acids of the cell so those are the four major classes that exist in the cell also they call any other mixture that of unknown kind of mix they call it also humor so humor the term humor can refer to many different things but the four major things that we know the proteins, okay, the lipid and the organic acids, okay, are the dominant. so any imbalance in, in those okay will cause also disease. So you have the distemperment when the energy output is not enough, and by the way, the mitochondria, when it produces energy, it also produces water. So the mitochondria also moisturize the cell and the tissue so when you have problem with the mitochondria you have less energy and less water this is why in aging uh if you read Avicenna, always talks about how aging causes dryness and older people are dry and even in Galen, uh you know the famous uh, uh, roman uh, physician he also uh talks about uh, methods to reduce that uh, so so dryness happens why because the mitochondria also uh, is not giving enough water every molecule of glucose which is the main currency of energy in the in the cell gives free energy carbon dioxide okay because because we take oxygen and the oxygen goes to oxidize the glucose and the glucose gives us the energy the carbon dioxide and water. Physicians always forget the water part. The water part is what moisturizes the cells, okay? So when you have problem with energy, you also have dryness. And so so the distemperment can cause imbalance in the humors. okay? And when that happens, you have a disease. For example, take something very simple that we talk about uh, these days, atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis is caused by imbalance in lipid. Suddenly, the, the, the yellow bile becomes a lot in the system. And for some reason, the uh, low-density lipoprotein, the LDL, that shuttles the cholesterol from the blood into the tissue, suddenly it becomes dysfunctional. So you have the LDL clumping on the vessels and the cholesterol around it those flags what they call them you know plaques. so this is an example of yellow bile humor imbalance
0: interesting statement and in one of your interviews you said that uh, unani medicine is uh, um, is like holistic medicine so it could be compared what uh, what is uh, uh, What is in common and what uh, what is different between these two systems?
1: Well, the, the, uh, the Unani medicine and all traditional medicines are holistic in the sense that they would not harm one organ to heal another organ, okay? Like they treat the whole body as one system. So the effect of the medication that they prescribe, okay, should be fine for the rest of the system. Like, let's say, if if you have an issue with the lung, your lung is cold and you have pain in the lung, I should not give you a medication that will fix the lung, but at the same time harm the intestine. Okay, so that's what holistic means, that it takes into consideration the whole body. So, so, so it does not harm one organ to fix another. Uh, and, and, and that's important because, like, for example, I'll give you an example from Western medical system. Like, you know, the statin drugs to lower cholesterol in the body. I know people who took these drugs and it really screwed up their livers. So their liver analytes, their liver metabolites became abnormal. And now they have to take medication for their liver. So while we try to lower the cholesterol, we damage their livers. And that's what Western medicine you know, does not take into consideration. So the drugs that are produced by Western medical system or Western pharmacology is not a holistic drug. It fixes one thing but it harms another, that like, like the, uh, the drugs for headaches. You know, it fixes your headache, but then it damages the liver as well, or the stomach, like in case of aspirin. So these heavily concentrated medications are uh, sometimes harmful to an organ while trying to fix another organ. So that's a big difference between the traditional medical systems and the Western medical system when we say, you know, this is holistic, and the other one is not.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ask uh, these two questions to, uh, to all of my uh, guests. Okay. Uh, do you think people have potential to live eternally?
1: Well, not, not to our current knowledge. There is nothing now we know that will allow us to live eternally. And as as I mentioned to you earlier, our system has its problem. Our eukaryotic cell system, okay, has its vulnerability from the beginning, from its inception, where it evolved two billion years ago. And we we now have no remedy for that. I mean, we can delay this damage. But we cannot prevent it, and and maybe one day uh, with gene editing, maybe we'll be able to do that. Uh, you know, science moves on all the time. Maybe we'll get to a point where these vulnerable uh, genetic issues that we have in our system, maybe we can fix them one day, and then we'll be able to live forever. But till then, we cannot. Uh, Is the potential there? Yeah. If we know how to reverse the damage.
0: Okay. And if you had a choice to send a message to humankind, what would you write?
1: I would say, yeah, I would say that uh, in this day and age, Staying healthy is very challenging. There are many stressors, uh, psychological stressors and physical stressors that really make it difficult for the individual to stay healthy. So uh, I would say uh, we, the, number one, we need always to uh, be psychologically healthy. I always tell my friends and, and, and tell myself Always have happy thoughts. Happy thoughts keep you happy, and uh, we need we need that. We need always to be in a good mood and uh, you know have a have a nice day by really thinking good thoughts and happy thoughts. The other thing we need to stay physically healthy by uh, doing the six things that Evgenia Abh- tells us, which breathing fresh, clean air. Eating healthful food, uh, resting and sleeping, uh, do exercise. I always do medic- moderate exercise. Uh, have a, a healthy mental, as I said, mental uh, status, and also keep your digestive system healthy. The those those six tenets of preventive medicine. We need to follow them. So. Uh, the, the 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 name of the game is survival, healthy survival, and we need to do that by keeping psychologically healthy and physically healthy. That's what I would tell people.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I thank you. Thank you so much for your time for such an interesting conversation. It was very. Are valuable uh, for people for me personally
1: uh, thank you yeah it's as I said you know this is the, the medical the medical the traditional medical systems are sound systems but we need to do the correct understanding and interpretation and you cannot do that without science science is what makes us understand uh, the, 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 the traditional systems. And this is what my book, you know, I've seen as Medicine is about. It's the correct, hopefully I did the good job. <laughs> it's the correct, correct interpretation of the traditional medical systems.